Hey, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, Georgia Brown, and I am so honored and humbled and excited for today's conversation with truly my favorite author outside of the Bible, the one and only Karen Kingsbury. Woohoo! Woohoo! So good to be here. Yay! Karen has the most amazing novels ever that are so redemptive, telling these stories that are so raw and honest and relatable, and I can never put them down. She (laughs) has a new one coming out this week, just launched called Forgiving Paris, and I'm so excited to dive into the theme of forgiveness and truly what this means in our lives. But before we start, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for being so honest this past year. You've always been honest in your novels and addressing the hard topics from things in Unlocked to talking about angels and just the spirit and talking about breakup and heartbreak and love and redemption. But seeing you do that on the channels that the Lord has blessed you with also through social media has really inspired me to just be bold. And so, man, you have this boldness to speak the truth and love on the platforms God's given you. And it's so important to use our voice. So I just kind of wanted to to hear your heart as you've been speaking so boldly. Well, you know, there are things going on, Georgia. It's always that like walk between, okay, Lord, my number one and only really important platform is Him. Like getting the word out that, especially in a time when people can be canceled for something they, you know, said decades ago, whatever. I mean, there's so much, there's so much hatred out there. It's interesting too, because I feel like 10 years ago or 20 years ago, even people would say, ah, the church is so critical and so judgmental. And it is the opposite. Now the world is so critical and so Mm -hmm. judgmental, and there's not really room for discussion or actual science or actual truth. And that's really, that's a problem. So I always, I always pray like, Lord, help me to be discerning about what to share what to, you know, because my I want people to say, oh, Karen, she'll point me to Jesus. That's the main thing. Mm. But there also is when we're in a battle for our for our very ability to have a Bible or to uh, have faith or to have these poor children, you know, being raised with things like CRT. Like I have got to speak out about some of that and say, this is wrong. I have black kids. I have white kids. And I know what that's like to be able to say, hey, we are all one <laughs> under Jesus and my kids believe that fully. They don't believe they're victims in any way. No. Neither side. Neither is nobody thinking. This. So anyway, CRT, things like that, masking children, things that are very harmful to, to children. And then to our culture, I really feel like God is allowing me to show sometimes like, um, you know, in love, like not not coming out with any hate, but just to say, hey, did you think about this? Or has have you seen this? And I think that's uh, it's an important role that I have to play at this in this time as well. Yeah, this is an hour where we can't hold back. And there's been no better time for fertile soil because it there's been just such an upheaval. And I truly feel like the Lord is just birthing something beautiful and we're on the edge of breakthrough. And I'm just so grateful because I felt like for my voice, I'm, I'm, I'm right with you. I'm like, I just want to talk about Jesus. I just want to talk about Jesus. I just really want to spread His love. But if you read His word, it doesn't say that he comes to bring peace. He, he came to bring a sword. See, that's it. And, and I feel like these two connect. Like 
Our ancestors stormed the beaches of Normandy for the chance to be able to remain autonomous with our faith and have our freedoms that are guaranteed to us in the constitution. That was as unto God that was done. Yeah. So if that means today that I will cancel my subscription to, you know, the season shows of the Broadway presents in our town. Okay. So if they're going to require vaccine mandates to be able to go see a show, then I'm going to cancel my subscription. And that's something I can do. It's uh, what can I do to try to say, Mm -hmm. no, we are not going to give up the freedom to, to worship Jesus and to have our opinion. You know, all the freedoms we've been given were fought for by people who in most cases love the Lord. So I'm, those are not things that we should give up easily. And also I want my grandchildren Mm. who are little babies right now, but I want them one day to go, you know, Grammy stood for freedom. She stood up for me. That matters. And I do think we're on the verge of breakthrough because there's no grace anywhere except for in Jesus. So people are, there's a hunger that's building for the truth. And I can't be just truthful about one thing and not about the rest. That's good. We all have to put it all in the light. And I'm I'm so grateful for that too, because man, we weren't given a spirit of fear. And my Bible tells me not to fear death or disease. And so why am I bowing down to man? Because the enemy fears man. He wants to make us fear man. When we were only called to fear God. And so I'm right there with you. I've had to cancel some subscriptions. I've had to cancel. We don't have Netflix anymore. We don't have these things that are distracting from the world. But the thing is, is my appetite's changing Mm -hmm. as we're growing. And I'm hungry for the truth. And I just, my prayer is that eyes would be open, hearts would be softened. And that in everything that we do from posting on social media to the books that you write, to the songs that we sing would all just point us back to the truth, not my truth, not your truth, the truth, the gospel. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's just so true. And, you know, it's, um, it's a time when I feel like God has given us the favor to be able to see things clearly as well. And there's a lot of people, it says in second Thessalonians chapter two, it talks about because people refuse to love the truth, they were given a dark delusion. Mm. And sometimes I look at our culture and I'm like, how could you think that? And then I remember, oh, there's no surprise here. Mm-hmm. This was actually predicted. So if you have your eyes open and your heart is discerning to the truth, because God has given you that gift, then let's share it. Yeah. Oh, Miss Karen, what would you say to the friend that's listening that's like, okay, well, I've seen all these posts, but I'm listening to the news, to the media, and this is not matching up. What you're saying in this truth is not matching up to what all the big noise is saying. How can I try to listen? Because I feel like people are not wanting to listen. What would you say to that friend? Well, we're talking, um, you know, around a little bit around it. So let's just be real. Let's just talk about it. Let's just say, okay, let's talk about the vaccine, for instance. Come on. Okay. Let's go. People can have their choice, right? They can choose. But I I, I would like to fight for the right to choose, for sure. Start Mm -hmm. there. Um, It doesn't, like, I think think it wouldn't take a very, like a child, for instance, could understand that if I say to you, let's pretend we're having this discussion, Georgia, and I say, I got this vaccine, so you have to get it. Does it work? Well, it doesn't really work. And and so you have to get it too. Wait, so if I get it too, and it doesn't work for me either, then how are we either one of us safer than we would have been prior to this? Like the flu vaccine, no one ever said, I got it. So you have to get it because they just trusted it worked for them. Hmm. 
but there must be a problem with this vaccine. It feels to me if it, it should just be enough. I got vaccinated, then that should be that. If you don't get vaccinated, then that's up to you. I, we, we all had COVID a year ago. Our antibodies are all still very strong a year later. My mom's 80, just had hers tested totally off the charts, high, high antibodies. So we're not taking the vaccine. We don't need it, you know, and, and we shouldn't, I, I should be proud to say that. Right. Somebody not ashamed. Vaccine. Right. And if somebody like my, you know, I have some, um, my husband's parents took the vaccine. Good for them. That's fine. Yeah. That's their choice. But let's leave it as a choice because there are risks <laughs> involved with this vaccine. Yeah. And in our little world here, we know, I know 20 people who've had the vaccine who've had COVID, serious COVID. Right. And I know, I know one reader friend who's been to nine events and she died of oh. COVID in the hospital and she was vaccinated. Now, what she didn't get were any of the things you can do ahead of time, of course. So I'm all about take the vitamin D. Me you know, too, girl. Keep yourself, you know, keep yourself high. Your number should be 50, 60, 70 on vitamin D, you know, to be able to survive COVID well. We all had mild cases because we were taking the vitamin D by the grace of God. We knew that. Then if you do start getting sick, you know, Iverme I know people who've had ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies and they're doing great. Yep. They didn't get sick. I think try to stay out of the hospital because that's where they won't give you those things in many cases. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I just think, you know, it's important. We can do this research harder and harder to do the research, but the research is out there. And also just even personal anecdotes. I mean, in my circle, I know of five people who've had forms of paralysis after having the shot. Yeah. I know that's not everybody. I realize that. And I realize if you do, oh, 200 million shots and only 20,000 people, according to VAERS, have died. That may not seem like a big deal, but to the one person who died, to their family, it's a big deal. Oh. You know, to the mom in Seattle who wanted to be her in her little girl's classroom as a helper and had to get vaccinated for that and died. It's a big deal to those two little girls in that family who won't have their mom. So at the very least, there needs to be choice. And mm. so I'm all about helping people see that. And let's get rid of these mandates. Our Supreme Court needs to stand up, you know, take Come a stand on. and say there will be no medical mandates. What's next? you know, forced birth control for people who can only have two kids. I mean, we're not that far from those sorts of forced medical decisions. It doesn't try and there's no way anybody could tell me, well, that's crazy. You know, that'll never happen. Okay. Well, we didn't think we'd be here. And in fact, the leaders of this country promised us we wouldn't be here, mm. but we're here and they're still in charge. And so anyway, yeah, I think it's important to take a stand. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. I just little patriot right here. God bless America. And oh my word, God bless this world. Like he, he loves us. And in his kindness, he's given us time to repent. He's given people time to stand up. He's opening his, his children's eyes and he's, he's cleaning up his bride. Truly he's cleaning up his ecclesia. I love that. That's what, you know, that's what the word church means. We're the ecclesia, the governing body. Yes. And my goodness, I think about this often, Miss Karen, that he still remembers the prayers of the pilgrims. Mm, that's so I give chills. Like, that's so true. Isn't that beautiful? So true. And it's like Queen Esther, right? It took a year before she was to go to the king. I mean, we see these stories played out through scripture where there is a preparation period. And I do mm -hmm. think we're at that place. I don't know what the, you know, no one knows the date or the time, but I think it's exciting when my kids, you know, at different ones or different, different times have said, what are we supposed to do with this whole thing? Like, what, what is our hope? My one son is an actor and you have to be vaccinated. To, he's had to turn down three auditions because he's mm. not vaccinated, even though he has a heart condition and he's not even, his doctor said, don't get vaccinated, his doctor. Oh. 
but that's, you know, that's, that's where it's at for him is he can't. So they'll say to me, you know, me and my husband, like, what do we do with this time in our lives? Like, what is this? And where's the hope in it? And of course the hope is in Jesus. And they know that, but I always tell them like, be excited because God chose us to be born and alive for such a time as this. It's not boring. Good, yes. you know, exciting things are happening. Be a part of it. Don't, you know, cower and, and shiver in the corner, but jump in, be a light, love people well, give them hope, let them know that there's there's still um, freedoms to be fought for and mm-hmm. it's Jesus who loves them. Oh, yes. And amen. That just excites my heart so much. And I'm just so grateful that you do this on social media. But as the Lord has through the years given you these amazing stories and this family that has really become your own, the Baxters. And I just, (laughs) I love them. And I feel like they're just so real, like truly. And the Angels Walking series, like after I read those, I was thinking about the angels all around me. My goodness gracious. And so All of your books have these beautiful themes of redemption, and I cannot wait to dive into Forgiving Paris. This has been a novel that's been a long time coming. And so for our friends that are like, okay, Baxters, I kind of know, or those that are like, I don't know, give us a little background on Forgiving Paris. So this kind of goes back to, excuse me, about 20 years, but at the same time, you don't need to have read anything to be able to pick up with Forgiving Paris. You'll understand. But 20 years ago, Ashley Baxter, <clears throat> she made her worst decision she's ever made. Mm-hmm. And she made that decision in Paris. She was 19 and she had an affair with a married man, an artist who was having affairs with everyone, but she fell into that trap. And even though she's taken it to the Lord and even though she's received forgiveness from him, she's never really forgiven herself. Wow. And now she's going back to Paris for an art show and she's going to celebrating her anniversary with her husband, <clears throat> who is very much aware of her situation and what happened 23 years ago in Paris. But now that they're celebrating their 18th anniversary and she's having an art show, she's really scared to go back because she's thinking, I'm going to be paralyzed by seeing the same arrondissements and streets and bridges and, and you know, museums where all of that happened so long ago. So, uh, yeah, it's a, as it begins, it's really she doesn't even want to go. And it's actually her husband who says something to her that changes her viewpoint and helps her to have her eyes open to what God might be doing. Wow. That's so beautiful. I can even think in my own life, there's places and people I didn't want to go or see because of a past hurt. But where we have these kind of calluses and little battle battle wounds, he wants to make it a scar to where we can look back and just point at the memory and tell the story and talk about his redemption. And something that Pastor Darren said at Church of the City this past week was, God didn't send a son Jesus just to forgive you of your sins, but to cleanse you and to make you truly purified and refined and blameless and clean. And I didn't even realize I needed to hear that. It's just, it's so true. And, you know, something that Landon tells Ashley before they take their trip, he said he'd been reading in Mark chapter four. Mm. And in that there's a, there's a story that's told in a few of the other gospels about a storm that comes up, Jesus is sleeping and the disciples don't know they're panicked. Wake up, wake up. We're going to die. Please wake up. And so Jesus wakes up and you know, he does the storm didn't wake him up, of course, but the children did his kids. <laughs> So he calms the storm. But in Mark chapter four, it also says that there were other boats on the sea that day. And in some versions, it says other little boats. So those boats were also caught up in a storm. And when Jesus calmed the storm of his disciples, 
they by default by default they got to have their storm calm too. And so Landon tells Ashley, be looking for the little boats, be looking for what it was that God did in the lives of other people, because you were here and you were thinking it was terrible and nothing good could have come from it. But let's be looking. And sure enough, you know, as the Lord is so faithful, these incredible encounters happen where she meets people who chose not to get an abortion or who were the person who was able to get off drugs because of a conversation or a moment that they shared with Ashley when she thought it was all bad. And there's still not only forgiveness and cleansing, but there's redemption, the re- the beauty from ashes that God brought. Mm. That, that is so beautiful and so encouraging too, because you can look within the, your own heart and within your own story of, you don't know how many lives that you've planted seeds into. And on this side of glory, you may not get to know, but man, God sometimes blesses us with giving us a glimpse into, into his work of what he's doing through his children. And so we're, we're called to just be faithful. And so I'm sure that as Ashley you know, forgave the past and learning to forgive herself that that brought freedom. It, it really does. And it's just, it's so emotional, Georgia. I had a woman who wrote to me and she said, she read an advanced copy mm-hmm. and she said, as I was reading about Ashley, of course, I was reading about my own Paris. Wow. And she said, it's not something I can even tell you. I feel like it's too bad. I can't even, I can't even speak it in this mm-hmm. letter. But she said, as I was reading, the tears just poured down my face and I realized that if God can forgive me, I can forgive myself and let go of it. Like give it over and let go of it. Be gone, be done with it. And so she said it was life-changing and it was the best, you know, the best experience to read Forgiving Paris for that reason. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Hearing from the readers who say, okay, this, I mean, it took me back to my own Paris and now Mm -hmm. I can forgive that as well. Oh, that excites me. And I haven't even read it yet, but I really truly feel like when we're reading this book, all y'all listening, go get Forgiving Paris wherever books are sold. But grab a copy and pray over that copy and say, Lord, who do you want me to give this to? Because through a few chapters, freedom is right there. It's so readily available. And to those that may even be far from the Lord, being able to read one of your novels can bring them to Jesus. And that's what I just, I love about your work, about your life's work is truly just pointing back to him and forgiveness. And man, these redemptive themes, they're so important. And how have you seen this even heal you as the author? So I'll, you know, I'd written Distant Shore was my last book. A Distant so Shore. Good. I love that book so much. Me too. So I was a little bit like, how do I jump into this story, which is not, it doesn't have the, you know, FBI and you have no Chinook helicopters or rescues off rooftops or anything in this book. How is it going to be? How am I going to make it? I mean, my prayers always, Lord, let them, this one be better than the last one. Like mm. somehow let it be a better book. Let me learn something or be a, a better author in some way. And the re, the funny thing was when I, when I started writing it, I was really concerned about that with this book because it's a deeper, more emotional read. Yeah, I'm telling you, Georgia, it caught me by the heart and I couldn't stop writing and tears were streaming down my face. And I just was, I was washed in the cleansing Holy Spirit flood, the reality that he loves me so much and that even little, it may not be something as big as this, you know, in terms of like the world's standards, but it's been a plague. Like 
you know, a, a problem with whatever, I mean, an attitude or whatever it might be. And in that, I felt like as I was writing it, several different things kind of came up where I could see myself the way the Lord saw me better than ever before, which is he sees me as a child. You know, a lot of times um, you'll think, okay, if I, I'll send them say this when I'm speaking to a group of women. So if Jesus walked in and he came up on stage and he pointed down in the audience and he brought you up with him. And so you come up and you, and all you and Jesus are on stage that you think you're going to get a finger pointed at you and the finger with, of Jesus mad at you saying, I know what you did. And how come you haven't prayed more? I've been here all this time. Why don't you even, you know, just like angry. And that is not Jesus. And then I'll sometimes show them a video of this little girl, like seven years old in her little cheerleading costume on a football field. And suddenly someone calls her name and she turns and it's her daddy come home from the war. Mm. And he runs to her and she runs to him. She's crying and she can't believe it. And she jumps up in his arms and he loves her and holds her and he gives her some flowers. That's the Jesus that we love and serve that comes back from fighting the war for us and takes us in his arms. And that, that reality became very clear when I was writing Forgiving Paris. Wow. Hallelujah. I love that. And you mentioned a flower and it made me think full circle of a few weeks ago, I talked to Exodus Cry and they talk about and really expose the human trafficking in the porn industry. And um, Helen talks about how when she was 16, 17 on the streets in Europe, she saw a woman uh, that was a prostitute and she just wanted to give her a flower, that she wanted to give her a rose to show her how beautiful she was. And so I love that in a distant short, it's all about exposing human trafficking. And so I'm super grateful for that novel. It blessed my soul. It was so beautiful. And so for y'all out there that listened a few weeks ago and want to know more, read a Distant Shore. It is a beautiful, beautiful novel. And then Unlocked, talking about autism and then all these different topics. I just am blown away by the way that you, you address these topics. And I'm so pumped for Forgiving Paris. But outside of books, we, we got to like talk about this. You've got new films and TV shows. And then I was even looking on my friendly TV and I saw it said Karen Kingsbury's movies. And I was like, whoa. So girl, you've been busy when the whole world's been just crazy. It, it's been busy. It has. And it's been fun. because <laughs> I think people are picking up books, which is great. You know, during, during a pandemic, they're finally like, okay, well, I've got to find something. So with a distant shore, we went to Belize and now we go to Paris with Forgiving Paris. That's been sort of, I think, in the pandemic when I couldn't really travel the way I would want to <laughs> get out on my books, like, let's take you somewhere. But yeah, there's uh, The Baxters is a TV show that should be coming out next year. It's so MGM owns it and Amazon just bought MGM. So there's no official announcement that I can technically make, but I can tell you if you follow the chain. To me, it looks like it'll be out on Amazon next year. So as soon as they close up that deal and make everything, you know, official, I think that's what we're going to see. But three seasons are shot and filmed and they're beautiful. Oh, I can't so, wait. And uh, my son Tyler wrote the theme song called Family, which is so great. So that's, you know, they had a lot of L.A. artists and songwriters who were trying to come up with the theme song. And he asked if he could compete with them and he went. So that was really Aww. exciting um, that we got to share that. Then actually working on, and this I can't technically announce, but I think since we're friends, I can just tell you that A Thousand Tomorrows and Angels Walking are both going to be TV series that will release at the end of next year. So two different ones and um, 
So yeah, we're Tyler and I are writing scripts, which is so fun because I've always wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. I've always, I've, I've often thought, you know, mm, the scripts could use a little work on, on some things, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's just a blessing to be able to get to do that. So there, that's coming out, and then yeah, all the Hallmark movies that I've had, I think four or five of those will repeat. You know, every Christmas you get to see those, which is fun. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm like really trying to be calm and collected and professional. (laughs) But let me tell you, my heart is doing backflips and I'm just so excited. Oh, so I will keep all of you friends up to date on all the things because we got to celebrate and support the beautiful work that the Lord is doing through Miss Kingsbury. And I just love her. And I got to ask you, how fun is it to do ministry and the things that you love and your passions to share that with your kids? Like, how is that? I mean, it is such, it is incredible, Georgia. EJ, so Emmanuel Jean EJ, completely handles our You Were Seen movement. Do you know oh, about yes. that? yes. I love You Were Seen. Yeah. So You Were Seen cards that you can pass out and give to people. And, and you, what I just do, you know, and this is the beautiful thing. I have my opinions and I know where I want to have my fight. And I know Jesus is at the heart of all that. But when I meet somebody, like if you're ringing me up at, you know, Chick-fil-A and I'm getting a salad, I don't know if you're a pro-mandate, pro-vax, pro-mass. I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're right or left or up or down. I don't I don't know. And that's okay. Yeah. You were made in the image of God. And so I give you a card that says you were seen. And I say, you were seen by me today, but you are seen by God every day. And on the card is all you need to find your way towards salvation and prayer and, and hope. So EJ runs that out of the office in this office that I am. Um, my sister is my assistant, which is so fun. And then Tyler is a writer on staff. That's been incredible being able to create with him. He's very talented screenwriter and songwriter. And we also write the kids books together, the Baxter family children. So he's kind of the writer and the, the art person in the group. And then Kelsey and Kyle are my design team and top of, they do their own acting and things, but they're my full-time design team. Um, Austin, my youngest is 23 and he is, or he just turned 24 um, he is my event director. So I've been having these, I'm having, uh, coming up next year, I'll have two signature events. One's a writing conference called Believe, and the other one will be a women's conference called Belong. Mm. And they'll be small, like 120 people. It's very intimate and uh, a really beautiful time. So he runs that. But yeah, it's it's been incredible to see everyone involved we get we get to go on vacation together and celebrate together and have meetings like how can we advance the kingdom together so it's it's a dream Georgia it is it's a taste of heaven on earth for sure Mm, that just encourages me it makes me think of the Baxters and how it's just it's so beautiful to see that representation of the kingdom through your earthly family and for those that are like oh my gosh that's amazing pray for your family Pray yeah. for your relationships because that prayer mm-hmm. truly will shake, will shake the earth beneath us. So it will. I have to tell you on that note, a quick story. Okay. So Kyle and Kelsey, they've been married almost 10 years. They have three little boys, mm-hmm. but on the last day of my honeymoon with my husband, so we've been married 33 years. So 33 years ago, we stood on a beach in Mexico on the last day of our honeymoon. And my husband said to me, let's pray for any future children, like you just said, pray for your family. Let's pray for our future children, grandchildren, their spouses. Let's just pray for the next generation that might come from this beautiful marriage. Like we've just started, but who knows what God has in mind and let's just pray. So we prayed right there on the beach that day, dedicated our future children and family all to the Lord and their spouses. And on that day, in the exact hour that we were praying, 
Kyle was born. <laughs> like, Whew. that's so mind blowing, right? Like what in the world? And obviously wow. it was good that we didn't know that till we were planning the wedding, like until they were planning the wedding, we were working on like a little program and, mm-hmm. and we were talking about their birth dates. And I was like, wait, your birthday is like, that's the last day. That's the day we were praying. We did the math and I was oh, like, I'll leave a Lord. So yes, pray for your families. Oh, that's so encouraging and amazing. Truly. You have no idea like what he's up to. He shows us three or four things, but in the unseen, he is working all things together for our good and for his glory. And I just, I love that. That could be in one of your books. Let me tell you, that is a beautiful little moment. Yes, really. And we we talk about it all the time that it's just, if God does that, if he can do that, right, then of course he can do anything. He can help you in any way, whatever you have, whatever need, he sees that and he's there for you. Yes. And once again, he is here to forgive you of your past and to cleanse you and to forgive your Paris. And so y'all need to make sure you go get you a copy or two to give to a friend. And so am I right? Anywhere books are sold? Yes. In fact, if you go to KarenKingsbury.com, you'll see a, a quick trailer, a little like movie almost of the book. And it's so far not a movie yet, but it's like a book trailer and it's wonderful. It's at KarenKingsbury.com. And then a list of all the places, including like landmark books and Walmart has a bonus chapter in their copy and some are autographed. So you can kind of pick whichever one you want. Amazon, free shipping, you know, um, and get a copy that way. Perfect. Yes, y'all go get your copy. I got mine from Landmark Books in Franklin, Tennessee. So if you're in the middle of Tennessee area, definitely show some support. And I just love y'all so much. I'm so grateful that we could have this honest conversation with Miss Karen. And man, I guess we'll see you next time. Readers are leaders. So go grab you a copy. And y'all don't forget that you have a song on your heart that only you can sing and that your voice is important. Thanks, Miss Karen. Thank you so much. We'll do it again. Have a great day, Georgia. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.